Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up, it's your boy, Pastor Ron, and welcome to Game Day Gospel on a Knicks Tate Thursday. Today's my day, we dedicate to basketball, NBA, all that good stuff, mostly my Knicks, but some something throughout the entire league, so hope everybody's doing well, about to be Thanksgiving, it's crazy, bro, it's about to be a crazy, crazy time, man. Because time is flying. Nonetheless, we're we're sitting here thankful and we're grateful for what God's doing in our in our lives, man. So we cannot we cannot complain. We cannot be upset because God has been so good to us and so faithful to us. So make sure that you pause and be thankful, man. You know, a lot of a lot of times, what is the cure for, for frustration is being thankful and seeing what God has done for you. So, nonetheless. We're also on the heels of a Knicks win last night. They defeated the Hawks 116-114, to 114, a game that was sloppy, truly Knicks. Um, it's, you know, ebbs and flows, no rhymes or reason, but they found a way to to win. Um, no R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is day-to-day, I believe, where I saw migraines. So he's not, he he's, again, he's day-to-day. We also have... Um, uh, two guards name, Quentin Grimes. Sorry, Quentin Grimes was also, um, he was he was injured in the game. I believe he's he's gonna be out for a little while. It's a hand injury, so we got um a mixed bag. The game, you know, was was a game that um Jalen Brunson stepped up, played well, did what he had to do to help us win. Um, you know, uh, Julius Randle was Julius Randle bully ball. Um, I'm not a fan of Julius Randle. He had 29, um, 10, and 8. 29, but on 29 shots, it's not really efficient nor productive, but that's that's Julius Randle. Um, uh, Jalen Brunson had 24, a couple of big plays at the end. I think we're actually fortunate to win because the Hawks just were – just are badly coached as we are, so <laughs> they they messed up in the end and, get, get, and gave us a victory. But we won. A win's a win. That's the name of the game. Now we're six and five, so it's really a good way to see how things going. But the injuries are a concern. Quentin Grimes, though he's a waste man, he is not a starting a starting um, two guard in the NBA. But he's Tibbs guys, so he you know he's part of rotation. So we got to see what happens. We got to see how they figure out. I mean, he's averaging 7.8 points a game, 25 minutes a game. I, I don't understand. And and you know what pisses me off? All these freaking Jalen uh, Quentin Grimes stand, stands that find one stat to say how good he is. He's trash, guys. He's trash. He's the third best two, third best shooting guard on our team behind Quickly and, and, and Josh Hart. So so he's trash. He he he's He's not good. I don't care how what numbers you want to put, what metrics you want to share. If you watch the game, he's not good. If you see how he got abused in the in the Heat series, you see how he's a non-factor on an offensive end. How are you gonna tell me? I'm gonna give you five games, right? Five games for for NBA starting two guard. Monday against the Clippers, three points, one rebound in 21 minutes against the Spurs, eight points. Three assists, one rebound. Against the, the the Charlotte Hornets, six points, one assist, 
one rebound. Let's check against Boston. Probably his best game out the out the the, th- the five. Twelve points, no rebounds, one assist in twenty eight minutes. Oh, let's, and last night eleven points, one assist, one rebound. Last night he shot thirty six percent against the Clippers, twenty five percent. Against Boston, 67%, 40% against Charlotte, and 60% against the Spurs. This is not a starting two guard in the NBA. If you at me or DM me about how this guy should be, is a great starting two guard, I'm going to call you an idiot. He's not. Please. You know, the, the guy's hurt. I don't want to talk bad about the guy, but it's like he's gone. So what? He's a tips guy. Tips, tips is a moron too. So he has this guy. Really, um, doing minutes. So hopefully it'll be it'll be a chance for. I'm guessing quickly he's gonna get some more minutes. Defense, Vincenzo, you know the the Villanova boys. I do you know it'll be a nice thing to do. Evan Fournier, hey, give 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 him an opportunity to sit there and help out. Maybe is it, uh, Eureka. You know what I'm saying? Let's try this guy who's making 14 million dollars a year who wants to play and earn his paycheck. Maybe use this as an opportunity for him. To come on and help the team, give us some outside shooting, consistent outside shooting. Hey, how about that? So, um, but the Knicks are the Knicks, man. We're we're a mediocre, we're uh, um, we're an average team that's going to win like forty to forty two games a year. Hopefully, make it out the first round. But also, we're going to be at a place where we're not going to do much. And um, I'm resigned to that. Uh, I, I want to point to this this interview that Scott Perry did this week um, on on ESPN, and it's very telling what he what he just said. And and I'm I'm gonna read um, the question and the answer that he gave. So Malika Andrews um, said to him, "Do you think the Knicks need to trade Julius Randle?" Scott Perry's answer is the following: "I do not think the Knicks need to trade Julius Randle at this juncture." Pause. That means that maybe in the future, but at this time in the team, in the team's evolution, Julius Randle is useful. Um, Again, this is Scott Perry. This time last year, he was in the Knicks organization as their GM. He knows the intricacies and the thought process they have in that front office about Julius Randle. So you say at this point, nah, we we could keep Julius Randle. Look, nobody's on the horizon to me that's better than this young man. So you're saying if we trade him now, there's no one that's available that's better than him. So might as well keep him. What I know about Julius, he's tremendously he, he's a tremendously hard worker. He wants to win. He competes. And in a day of age, a day and age of load management, this guy wants to play every single game. I don't give a frick. Scott Perry. I don't care how hard he works. I don't care how much he wants to win. I don't care him his competitive nature because that to me I'm going to say is crud because when this guy plays on the court, he does not compete. If he gets a call against him, if he gets to a place where he's not like getting the ball enough, he quits on his team. He is not a hard worker. Cut the crap. Yes, he plays every game, but so what? I don't care. I don't care if he plays every game. This is not the Boy Scouts. This is NBA basketball. He is a waste man. Freaking A. I'm tired about these um, Julius Randle apologists talking about how much he plays every game and wants to play every game. I don't care. Get him out. 
This guy wants in this age, in this day and age of load management, he he says, this guy wants to play every single game, and that counts for something. Not for me, bro. No one cares. He's a waste man. Waste man. Okay? First name waste, last name man. Waste man. And that needs to be highly valued. I'm sure that's still valued within the Knicks organization. So, again, from a guy who's sitting here have, having information, knowing how this, this team thinks, they he's in essence, in essence saying they value the fact that he plays every day and does all that. So, no. Julius Randle needs to needs to be a Nick. He does not. Scott Perry, you 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 dummy. He does not need to be a Nick. He needs to go some. He needs to go someplace else. Not 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 to the Knicks. You know where he play well at? Nah, I was gonna say Golden State, but he won't get the ball. He'd be pissed off. He needs to play where he's where he's the main guy. Stupid idiot, bro. He needs to be a Nick. Your mom needs to be a Nick. You stupid moron. He says you add him, you you add him with all the other guys that are there, and then take your shot and see what you have at the point, and see if that's good enough to get deep, to get a deep run, or even to the conference finals or finals. Scott Perry, so I I realize the reason why the Knicks did not extend you. You smoke crack, bro. You smoke crack. You have dementia. If you're gonna sit here and tell me. You need to. You need another year to see what kind of team we have, and you're running on with a straight face. Tell me that this team might make a run to the conference finals or the finals. You are officially a drug addict, bro. I hate. Listen, I don't like going against a black man in in society. I like supporting a black man. I like saying, listen, you know what? I, I listen. I, I support the people. You know, I don't like talking bad about our people in public. But this ball needs to be checked, bro. Are you serious, bro? You add him with all the other guys that are there and then take your shot and see what you have at that point. So we, we, we at this point, the front office has no idea as to what they have with this team. At this point. And see if it's good enough to, to get you a deep run or even to the conference finals or the finals. Yeah, Scott Perry. I, I hope he's trolling, bro. If not, then he, he has to pee in a cup. Nah, bro. This this guy is wild. So you tell me these guys are paid millions to make decisions. These guys, guys like Scott Perry, bro. And you say, I can't be a GM. Frick out of here, bro. Frick out of here, bro. I, I I don't get it, man. I don't understand. I don't really. I, no, no, no. It's, it's not working for me. Mm-mm. I'm not falling for this. Uh uh-uh. uh, I don't believe. <laughs> I I pray he's trolling, because this makes no sense. I'm gonna say this again. As long as Julius Randle is on the Knicks, the Knicks are not making any deep run in the playoffs. We have a ceiling: first round, if lucky; second round, if the Knicks are gonna get any better. They have to get rid of Julius Randle. He's a cancer. He has a bad attitude, and he has low basketball IQ. He has to go. If not, we're getting no farther. No farther. I, I, it, it, you could look up Julius Randle on on um Twitter. Look up Julius Randle on other on other um platform Instagram of how he does not hustle. 
He jumps in the air, makes bad plays. He sits there, and if he loses the ball or, or turns the ball over, does something dumb, he sits and, and does not go back on defense. But he's a teacher's pet. He's a coach's favorite. So he's allowed to do that. A couple ex-player Theo Pinson said, he said one time on his podcast, he was like, everybody is held accountable on Knicks except for Julius Randle. He could do what he wants. So, I mean, reading that there, because, again, Scott Perry was in the organization. And he knows a lot. This was a punch in the gut because it's telling me that Julius Randle is, is not going anywhere. And that before they trade Julius Randle, they're going to trade uh, R.J. Barrett. And I think any big three that involves Julius Randle is not going to work. You see how he's reacting now that, that Jalen Brunson is the star of the team. His ego is not right. He's not happy about it. But, he, but it, it's, it is what it is. So he needs to go. I've always said in any any talk about trade or getting rid of somebody, keep R.J. Barrett by all means and trade Julius Randle. He's a cancer. He's a low basketball, low IQ, IQ basketball player, and he has to go. So why? So not only that, I, I forgot to mention he, he has a seven point five million dollar trade kicker. I don't know why God does this to me where I have teams that just piss me off between the Knicks, Manchester United, and the New York football Giants. I'm just pissed off. Pissed off. <sighs> so that's that's the Knicks, man. That We are who we are. You got to come in every week to try to find something different, try to try to change things up. This is exactly who we thought they were at the beginning of the season. It's the exact team scenario type of play that we expected. So, um, and, and those of you who want to at me and say, oh, Julius Randle's our best player. He's making all this, these, these points and stuff. You guys could kick rocks, man. You guys don't watch basketball at all. This highlights one of my issues that I have with, um, the NBA, like personally speaking for, for, couple of reasons, you know, different reasons. I'm not really high on the NBA product. I love basketball. I love the Knicks. I love LeBron and I love great play like Steph Curry. I love that. But how can I put just the quality of play in the NBA sucks. And it has slowly, slowly worsened as the year goes by and there's a reason why um, these European guys like um, Luca are coming in and just dominating. Like people who sit there and say, "Hey, Julius Randle's your best player," you know, he's you know you need Julius Randle. He's an All Star. He made All NBA third team, whatever that crap is. He's not a good player, guys. The issue with the N- NBA is that people don't know how to play the game. There is an over-reliance on talent as opposed to playing game again the right way. One of my good friends, right? He's a he's a he's a um a ref for uh college basketball for women, women's college basketball. And he talks about the game so much, so he kind of got me to like look at the WNBA and to look at even like I kind of catch myself watching 
women's college basketball, like Caitlin Clark, Clark, um, what's name? Angel Reese and those guys. Like I really watched the game. And one thing that I, I begin to appreciate about that game. And I mean, it's in a respectful man, the women's basketball game, they're not as, are not as talented as the men. So because they can't rely on talent and skill, they have to play the game the right way. You know, they have to make sure to make the, the right passes or they work on the their their basketball IQ on learning how to properly play the game. They can't sit here and just bully people over. They can't sit here and take 46 dribbles and then shoot in this. You know, they can't sit here and cross somebody over and then pull up for a three at half court. They have to play the game the right way because they can't they, they can't afford to sit here and take shortcuts. It's the guy that's on the end of the bench who may not have a scholarship, but he's the person that works hard and knows how to play the game. The Ty Lue's. Ty Lue wasn't was an all-star, but now he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Right? So he so the, so these teams, these players, they they have to learn to play the game. They know, you know, how to make the right pass, a proper screen, different different nuances of the game. And because of the fact that they don't have the talent, they are forced to 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 have a high basketball IQ. And this is the reason why I never picked the Boston Celtics to win anything. The Boston Celtics with Jalen Brown and, and um Jalen Brown when they had Marcus Smart, uh the guy Jason Tatum, they're the most talented team in the NBA, but they're also the stupidest team in the NBA. Their basketball IQ is very, very low. Jalen Brown has one hand. And they had that entire life. And I guarantee he's telling, if anyone critiques him, he's like, yo, I've done this this well so far, so well, so why change it? Like, Jason Tatum takes bad shots. Um, You know, uh, Marcus Smart, that stupid play. Like, these guys have a low basketball IQ. Do you know who are, who are players that are super smart players? LeBron. LeBron's basketball IQ is off the charts. You know what everyone all... All 10 guys on the court, he, know, he, he knows what they're doing. And sometimes what frustrates him is that he sits here and sees guys. And he knows what you're supposed to do. You're not doing, doing it. You're not in the right spot. And he's no, like, he wishes he could get into everybody's like body and, and put them in the right spot. But he can't. So guys like Julius Randle, like the other day we, in our group chat, we, we, we had a discussion about um, who's better, Shea or Ant, Anthony Edwards. Um, big fan of both. I love I love both players, but I said sh- I'll, I'll give the, the the nod to, to Shea because Shea is a smarter player. I don't know if because he's Canadian. I don't know if whatever you know he wasn't a number one pick. He went to BC, had to work hard, and I don't know, but he plays the game the right way. It's effortless how he plays the game. I think he's perfect, but as opposed to a guy like 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 Ant. It's just raw talent. He has the ability to, to be faster, um, out jump any other person, and it's based off a of talent. Not saying you know, not saying he's an idiot, but he relies on talent. He relies on skill, and great coaching could always um, win over great skill. The, mo- the better coach team will always defeat the, be- the more talented team every single time in NBA. This is why teams like the Celtics struggle in the playoffs. It's easy to, to just basically say, you know, give me the ball. 
I'm going to score 45 against the Grizzlies in December. You know, it's easy for me to sit there and play the Blazers and say, you know what, I'm going to drop 50. Wow, that's great. And then you um, see folks on social media in the group chats, don't watch the games, but sit here and say, oh, this guy's a beast. When you watch the person play, they're not a good player. Like that's the that's the crisis in the NBA and why the NBA is not where it's supposed to be. This is the reason why we we're getting slapped up in freaking international play because these guys in Europe, these guys in Spain, these guys in in Argentina, these guys in France, these guys all across the country, all across the world, they don't have the most talented guys every single time. They're forced to play the game the right way. This is why when um. As much as I hate it, I said, you know, um, Victor Wemby is is in the best situation. He's being coached by Greg Popovich, who will teach him how to play the game. Not sit here, not go to Charlotte and sit here and be like, yo, play the game, do 20, and lose, and lose 60 games a year. And then you get to a point where you're not growing, you're not improving. And the mental aspect of the game, you're not, you're not being able to 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 dominate. So the problem with the game is like Julius Randle is a microcosm of the issue with the current NBA. And he, he comes, I guarantee these guys come in, they um, get the little sheet at the end of the thing, go to the stat sheet. You sit here and say, wow, Julius Randle last night had 29 points on 29 shots. 29 shots. How many times did, did he miss a pass? How many times did he sit there was complaining to, to the ref and they, they didn't score? He in, in the end he got he got he got bailed out by the by the Hawks because towards the end of the game he got stuck in the coffin corner. So so uh you know it dumb on dumb. His dumb behind got stuck stuck in a coffin corner. So as opposed to they sitting here and allowing him to 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 produce a turnover, uh DeJounte Murray goes for the steal. He's in the, he has nowhere to go. He's double teamed in the corner. First of all, rule number one, at that point, don't go into the corner. How are you an NBA all-star and you making these stupid plays? These guys rely on talent. That's why they're saying in the next locker room, they got to divide with the guys who are from Villanova, DiVincenzo, Brunson, um, what's the other guy named? Some, what's that guy's name? The other guy that, that that's on there. He doesn't get any time. <sighs> go and look it up. You know, I'm going to. I'm gonna look it up. I forgot his name. I forgot the guy's name. But he he is well sat here. And these guys are not highly recruited, not top, not top, top plays and top top score guys. They're sitting here and um these guys are are I'm not gonna lie. Arca- Arcadia. I'm gonna call him Arcadia. Arcadia Ono. Ryan Arcadia Ono, that guy from Villanova, not highly rated guys, not top guys. These guys are, are folks that had to force to play the game the proper way. Weren't number one draft picks. They didn't play one year in Kentucky and out. Weren't highly recruited. They were forced to play the game the right way. So that group of Knicks who are playing the game the right way are getting pissed off because they're playing with guys like Julius Randle, Bully Ball, um, quickly pull up out of um, on a fast pull up on a fast shooter three, twenty seconds on the shot clock. Nobody under under the board for rebound. Trying to get a three. Um, R. J. Barrett, same thing. So these guys don't know how to play the game. This is and th- and this causes an issue because you it, it goes into the into the the conundrum called Anthony Davis. He had nine points last night. Nine points. Le- Le- LeBron who had a triple double. 
sat here and I saw a play where he gave him an alley oop. He didn't catch the alley oop. He just sat there and just and just had like how do you have nine points? How does Anthony Davis allow the um what's it name um Davida whatever Sabonis the Sabonis guy to freak there and outplay you, bro? This is not Kareem. This is not you're not going against Gobert. You're going against this Sabonis guy, bro. Sabonis guy sitting here and outscoring you, bro. Nine straight for nine on nine shot, nine points, nine rebounds in 35 minutes. And you have LeBron, 28 points, 12 assists, 10, rece- 10, 10, 10 rebounds in 35, in the same 35 minutes. You got, you got Cam Reddish, 16 points. Not only Cam Reddish was, was 16 points last night in 32 minutes, but in his 32 minutes, he's an he's a even. Anthony Davis in his 35 minutes, a minus 13. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on. The issue with Anthony Davis right now is that he's in uncharted territory. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the most skillful guy. He's not the biggest guy anymore. He has other guys against him who are levels with him, and he doesn't have the, enough intelligence to know how to play the game to be able to overcome that so he's defeated he's not trying and he doesn't care it's so much easier to dominate when you're the strongest guy you're you're in new orleans and no one no one has ever seen anyone of your size to do what you do that's easy when you're the only guy you know pre jokic pre guys like mitchell robinson pre um all these skillful big men that are able to to sit here and um um you know create and dribble and shut you down and shoot threes so before all that ad was the man but now folks have caught up and now what you have to rely on is not on your skill but the ability to play the game you can't and that's the problem with our league we have too many guys that don't know how to play the game have too many guys that have low basketball iq but you go into the stat line they they do great things d'angelo russell another example he's a moron on the court but he, he, he's good for 17 to 20 points a game every year. Five, six assists every year. And then, and then these and part of the issue is these owners that give these guys this money. Why did AD get extended? I wouldn't extend AD. Frick that. Why am I extending AD? What has he done for an extension for all that money? What has he done for 60 M's a year pretty much? Frick out of here. I'm not giving no money. Folks, it's an entitlement. They, they, they don't want to earn things anymore. And I get it. It's a new generation. But we as fans, we're sitting here and we're, 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 we're suffering. You turn on games and see guys hit nine points. But then you go into the stats of Anthony Davis, it's like 22 points, 11, 12 rebounds a game, four assists a game. Wow, man, that's a great stat line. No, it's not. No, it's not. When you watch the game, he's not playing well. He's not playing well. So I think what one of the, the, the issues that we're having, and it's probably not anything we can do on, on the NBA level. It's collegiate. It's these guys who are watching YouTube or who are on OTE and, and pulled into these different camps and groups and AAU type type um, vibes teams at young ages. Or they watch YouTube and say, I want to do that. They watch Steph Curry and say, I don't pull up from three. My son, who's 10, Started playing basketball and um, he's 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 okay. Am I? Am I? He's not anything great. He 
he loves the game and he's he's learning. You know, his, last year was his first year playing organized basketball. He'll play a recess and play against, you know, in the crib and shoot around on a little hoop on, on top of the door. So every I've noticed like, you know, he, he was constantly getting the ball and just trying to chuck a three. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like you you're sitting here trying to trying to recreate what you see on YouTube. I want you to learn how to play the game. I want you to learn how to make the right pass. I want you to learn how to sit there when you shoot a layup, you aim for the box for the, for for it to go in. Not sit here and shoot threes. I said, if you shoot threes, you're gonna get in trouble. You're you, because of your height, because of your size, you're Charles Barkley. You should be able to use your body and get rebounds and put it back up quickly. Not get rebounds, dribble out and shoot a three. You know, and I think that's where it begins. They, they, folks see the stuff on TikTok, on YouTube, on social media, and they want to recreate it. They he also plays soccer. This past year was his first year on the travel soccer team. Played really well, and. What I noticed was him and his boys, they would get the ball a few a few feet from the halfway line to try to shoot a shot, trying try to hit it, quote-unquote, top bins. Mind you, there's two guys wide open. One, one X pass, one triangle pass, and it's an easy tap and goal. But they stop, and they want to hit the ball top bins. I told my son, I said, if I catch you doing that crap again, you're going to be in trouble. You, I want you to learn how to play the game because playing the game the right way will get go farther farther for you than your talent could. Talent's a big part. I'm not trying to downplay talent. But I'm going to say it again. A team that knows how to play the game will always be the more talented team. It'll always be the more talented team. And I think we have a lot of guys that are it's very top-heavy who have low basketball IQ. That's why we have Luca coming into the NBA at a young age dominating. Because you have Nikola Jokic dominating. Gobert playing sound basketball. Though he's his contract and all that other stuff is questionable. I don't want to talk about all the other extra stuff. <laughs> but but you're sitting here and seeing the guy dominate dominate how to dominate the game. Luca's averaging 31 points a game, 30.7 points a game, bro. Like, this is ridiculous what he's doing. But it's important for folks to understand the, the, the value and the importance of, of doing that. And we have a lot of guys that don't know how to play the game. They're talented but stupid. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. Again, that, and that's, that's, the, that's the issue with the Celtics. They have all this talent, but they're stupid. I was watching them last year in the playoffs and against the Heat. Doing some stuff like, yo, what the heck is that? You have Gabe Vincent on you, Jason Tatum. Why are you sitting there trying to do a fadeaway J? Take him to the basket. Like, why are you why are you even thinking about doing that? My bad, my bad. I had to pause real quick. Daddy duty calls, you know, when you're trying to record at home, you know, and she wants to show you her doll. You got to stop everything that you're doing. Nonetheless, that is a challenge in the NBA. There's uh, too many guys who are making a lot of money. So they have no incentive to play better and to get better, not talent-wise, but mentally. And they, and they get to a point, like James Harden, that your talent can't help you anymore. You have to actually know how to play the game, make the right play, make the right pass. Um, 
you know, you execute the play that's put before you. You can't just isolate and you blow by your guy anymore. It's not going to work. <laughs> and those guys are having a challenge. Two of the guys I want to point out when it comes to that who are actually like, one guy is super skilled in high IQ. One guy is not as skilled but high IQ. The first guy who's super skilled and the best handles in the game is, is um Kyrie Irving. But if you watch him and him understanding his 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 body and spots on the court and how to get to certain spots, his his basketball IQ is off the charts, bro. Like he really gets. He's a smart guy. I'm not a big fan of Kyrie because of all the other antics and um, crap that he does. But I have to respect him in a sense that he has high basketball IQ. A very very smart player. That's probably why he gets frustrated and gets so disinterested. Because he's he's so high IQ, playing with a bunch of idiots in, in the NBA, and it's and it's tough. Another guy who I highly rate the, the the more the older I get and the more I see him, he's a first time Hall of Famer. He is um, to me one of the top hundred guys to ever play the game, and um, it's Draymond Green. Draymond Green again, not a high draft pick. Not the most skilled, can't shoot shoot that well, can't dribble that well. Is can't he's not doing any dazzling play, but his IQ, the way he sees the game and he understands the game is off the charts because he has no choice. Because he understands he is not going to dazzle players, he's not going to blow past players, he's not going to sit there and have any pull up threes. If he was going to make money off this game, if he, if he was going to have a successful career, he would need to be at a place where he sits there and knows how to play the game. And I wish guys like Jason Tatum, I wish guys like LaMelo Ball, Trey Young, guys like that who have Anthony Davis, who are super skilled, that they learn how to play the game. Learn how to sit here and say, you know what? I'm making the right pass. I'm I'm not going to hold the ball and get my own shot. I'm going to make the right basketball play. Because the product product that's on the on the court is not attractive, and it's not because there's no talent; it's because they're idiots. You know, I, I um to circle back, I had I had an argument with this guy, a discussion with this guy, who's saying that coaching is a minimal, and the, the NBA the impact of NBA coaching is is minimal. And I told him, you're 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 a moron. You, you don't know what you're talking about, because the coaching can outdo the talent. The 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 look 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 at the the heat. The reason why they went so far is not because of talent, it's cuz of coaching. It's playing against two of the most talented teams. Take out the Knicks. Choose the Knicks too. We sat there and said, you know Julius Randle, I know what he's going to do after a couple of games, they analyze the player, know their tendencies and and the player who's not smart has an inability to adjust. Most of these guys are saying, this is what got me here. I'm going to keep doing it until it breaks. And even after it breaks, I'm going to keep doing. So they sat here. Round one, Giannis. Round two, Julius Randle. Round three, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. All three talented guys. Puts up big numbers in the regular season. But coaching neutralized them. Coaching allowed them not to beat their team. With guys like Gabe Vincent, um, Strauss. You know, guys like that who are who are no name, but they're properly coached. They they know how to play the game. And that's the heat culture. The heat culture has like one 
one and a half star and a bunch of guys who are second round picks, a bunch of guys who are low round picks that have a dog in them and say, I need to play this game a right way. And I wish that we have more players that know how to play the game because the product on a, on a court is suffering. I have a tough time watching a game. You know, I have a tough time of sitting here and just watching this all the time because players are just stupid. I should not be able to sit here and watch an NBA game and say, this is what you're supposed to be, be doing. And play a game in my life. I watch a million games. But understands how it how it is important to play the game properly. So th- this is the response to all those who sit here and talk about how um, Julius Randle is our best player. He's not. If you're not a smart player, not a good player. You're talented. You could bully. You're probably the strongest player, so you could bully people and get all this these numbers and get all this done. But are you the best player? Nah, don't agree. Nah. And I pray that the product on the court could get better, man. I love this game so much. But sometimes, you know, it's tough to watch. Tough to watch AD. Who's, you know, to his credit, not making any excuses. Saying, you know, I just had a bad day. But you come in and, and a team like the Kings who have a desire, who has, you know, a bunch of no-name guys who are sitting here and saying, you know what? We're going to sit here and take it to you and make sure that we outscore you by like 15, 20 points in the first quarter. <laughs> like, like you know, this, this is on a national TV game. Like, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of it is, it is, is also us needing to understand these guys need to know how to play the game. Being talented is not enough. Yeah, tell me what you think, guys. Am I, am I being, being extra? Am I sitting here and being, you know... <laughs> Get off my lawn type, you know, old school basketball guy. But I think it's just important, man. Look at the look at the champs. Champs uh, Nuggets, one superstar, great player, and a bunch of hungry guys who are playing the game the right way. The the Warriors before that, man. Like, you know, it's it always it coaching and, and teaching players how to play is crucial. And not only is it crucial and helps the game improve. But it also extends your career. It allows you to play longer because you sit there and understand, okay, this doesn't work. My body may not be where it needs to be, but my mind will always be where it has to be. That's why LeBron, it's part of the reason why LeBron is, is here for 20 years, 20 plus years, because he's learned how to adjust. Remember Jay Kidd, one of the smartest, uh, the smartest basketball players ever. Now he's a great coach. He sat there and said, you know what? All right, let me adjust and, and help put folks where they need to be. So tell me what you think, guys. Thank you for listening to my rant about the issue with the NBA. I didn't, I didn't expect to go on this tangent, but it was a good, a good thing to get off my chest, I guess. Um, but again, tell me what you think. Tell me how you feel. I appreciate the listen. Make sure you share your group chat. Share it with your friends. Let's get this word out. I appreciate y'all. God bless y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace.